Eating is an emotional experience, which is why managing your weight needs to be a psychological one. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, at BD Intric on the Twitter, Casey Bubba, Brian Intrican, however you prefer to do it. But that's at B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K on the Twitter. Coming at you Monday through Friday to recap you on the, the night's action previous evening and the day's little preview to come. Today, we will recap Wednesday, April 5th action. Tons of fun stuff, especially in the daytime. And then we'll talk about Thursday, which had promise now there's four games that won't be played because of the weather and that weather's going to be in play for off and on throughout most of the weekend so keep an eye on that as it's getting nasty midwest east over the weekend but let's get going here let's talk about some wednesday action some news and notes for you to get you caught up for your fantasy baseball needs eloy jimenez it was just a swan song there was no burial in the dugout there's no hanging of a jersey he's not it's not the end of the world this time but he heads to the IL with the left hamstring strains. Like, it's just here we go again. Here we go again. He'll miss two to three weeks. That's what they're saying right now. We'll see. Soft tissue injuries. You can never quite tell. And they recalled Jake Berger, which I love the man, and he's got the perfect body for the last name Berger, which I respect. But um, we'll see where he plays because, you know, Eloy's been DH, and so I guess Berger can DH. He plays third base, plays first base. I love the hard hit skills that Berger has. It's more the play discipline from time to time that can be an issue. But if he's playing regularly in deeper formats, Berger's got some run for you for a couple weeks. Let's just hope Eloy comes back healthy because I know a lot of people are buying into the bounce back this year, and uh, he bounced right back to the IL at this point in time. The New York Mets, your fans, fans of the Mets, you can breathe, exhale, exhale a bit. As Brett Beatty's imaging showed no structural damage, he has had some right thumb inflammation. He's day-to-day, and that just means he's day-to-day to be taking Eduardo Escobar's job at third base. So... Let's shoot for the third to fourth week in April, folks. Get Brett Beatty up there. If you can stash, he's not a mustache because it's not always easy. And he doesn't have a mustache either. He's got a baby face. But he's not a mustache because it's not always easy. It's not always easy. And you, there's a lot of guys you want to stash. There's injured guys and whatnot. But he's a really good one if you can. Let's put it that way. So see what your rosters can do. Eduardo Escobar is not long for this season with the Mets. Thyro Estrada, this one goes near and dear to my heart because I'm a Giants fan and I'm a diehard Thyro fan, especially in the fantasy world this season. Was scratched on Wednesday's uh, game. He was in the lineup. I was pumped, like sweet, because uh, Tuesday he fouled the ball off his leg, hobbled around, finished the at bat, got the walk. We talked about it on yesterday's show. Then he left the game as he got to first base. He was supposed to play. Reports came back. They're like, yeah, he's still a little sore. They pulled him on Wednesday. He's day to day. They expect that there's there's no reason he shouldn't play on Thursday. Basically, we'll see. It's a day game, so let's hope Thyro's there and makes it happen. The Cardinals have some news and notes for you. We'll start with the really bad stuff here. Is Tyler O'Neill did not hustle out a ball when he put one in play on Tuesday, and, and manager Marmol did not find that very funny because he has he came out in a statement Marmol did and said we have a culture, a certain culture of expectations here in St. Louis. This is the rough rough version of his his. Uh, speech and um lack of hustle will not be tolerated essentially and so marmol's airing out the uh, dirty laundry of the cardinals and it's the uh, fifth sixth game of the season so that's a bold strategy right out the gate 
I didn't see all the interview with Tyler O'Neill. He's not happy. It got aired out. Um, there's two versions. You can say, hey, well, you should have hustled. This wouldn't have happened. Or B, I agree. You know, since when you're a team, if you play team sports, especially long seasons like baseball, there's always going to be some some points of indifference at some point in time. The good teams don't let you know it. That's all I'm going to say. The Cardinals are a darn good baseball team. But they usually don't let, let you know these things. So I'm curious how that comes out. He, he got benched on Wednesday, hopefully back in the lineup when the Cardinals resume action. A couple other pieces of news here, though. Adam Wainwright to throw a bullpen session on Thursday as he gets closer and closer to returning. Bullpen session usually leads to like a minor league rehab assignment or two, hopefully end of April, early May for Adam Wainwright. And then Lars Newbar, the one where like he was going to try to play, and then he got put on the IL. Now he's on the IL. And Juan Yepes got called back, and Burleson's getting blamed. I mean, you know that one? That Lars Newbar one? Well, now they're saying it's not even that serious. He might not need a rehab assignment. So after 10 days, boom, he's back. Go figure. Fun stuff. Fun stuff there for Lars Newbar uh, managers in the fantasy realm. Uh, the Royals promoted Nick Prado while Kyle Isbell is on the paternity list. Prado's a, a prospect I've always been intrigued by, but not as, as much in recent years as the production has lacked. I'm not looking to pick him up. Isbell should be back in, I guess, two to three days potentially. So don't get too excited there. Jazzy Jazz, Jazz Chisholm left Wednesday's game after sliding head first into second base. Um, that's always a scary thing, but it was a stinger to his right shoulder in his day-to-day. There's a lot of ways to take it. It's like, oh, it's just a stinger. He's good. There's also he could have a lingering shoulder pain, which could affect power, could affect his ability to dive head first, um, a.k.a. You know, there's a guy in San Diego with shoulder issues. Not sure if you guys know who he is. And that is not as – Jazz ain't as good as Fernando Tatis Jr., so I'm curious to see how this plays out because I like Jazz a lot, and this is a bummer to see. But, it, you know, there's a lot of guys. That's why they teach kids when you play baseball, even when I was a kid, you don't dive head first unless you're diving back on a pickoff. Everything else is feet first, feet first, feet first, because you have a higher likelihood to injure yourself. That's obviously changed. Philadelphia Phillies, Derek Hall, has left. he left Wednesday's game with a right thumb sprain. Alec Bohm moved to first base. That's something to keep in mind for potential replacements of Derek Hall. The other thing is Cody Clemens is being called up and is likely to take Hall's spot in the roster. That was the report, so that means FYI. Hall's probably going to the IL, folks. Read between the lines on that one. Um, Clemens showed a little bit of pop from time to time with the Tigers last year. So he'll be a fun one to watch. But the idea of Alec Baum getting first base and third base eligibility, I can get behind that. That's fun. New York Yankees, Josh Donaldson left Wednesday's game after pulling up lame. Not Josh Donaldson lame. He just pulled up lame, running to first base with left hamstring tightness. So keep an eye on that one. It could be DJ LeMay, who plays full-time at third base now. Uh, IKF could make things interesting. They could put Oswaldo Cabrera at third. I think it's a DJ LeMahieu thing. We'll see how it plays out because they got to keep Glaber Torres in the lineup. My boy's got a couple home runs and five steals already, so leave him alone, people. Uh, sad news for your Milwaukee Brewers faithful out there. I did not draft Aaron Ashby after the initial diagnosis of injury. It has not gotten better, and now he's officially having arthroscopic surgery on his shoulder on Friday, and the basically reports were they'd be lucky to see him by the end of the season. There's no need to rush him back. Get healthy. 2024 has got your name on it, kid. Just a shame. We were all looking forward to him. And uh, setback, setback, surgery. That's never fun. Omar Narvaez of the, Minnesota, of the New York Mets tweaked his calf late in Wednesday's game. was removed from the game. Thomas Nito came in. And they're not getting a good reading on this Navarro situation. The Mets game will not be taking place on Thursday, so we'll get an extra day of rest. But they have brought Francisco Alvarez to the city in case they have to replace Narvaez on the roster due to injury. Francisco Alvarez, one of the top prospects for the Mets, if not in most of baseball. 
big time pop. We saw him come up last year in DH towards the stretch run for the Mets. So that'd be a fun one for those that took chances on him in your draft and hold and best ball formats already this early in the season. Couple more notes for you. We all I love I'm not gonna end on this one, but it's one of my last ones, and I love ending on stuff like this. We've been talking Liam Hendricks a lot because A, cancer stinks, and we've all been affected by it one way or another. And how do you not love Liam Hendricks? Like, let's be real. Well, I, I've been keeping you up to date on all reports from Liam, and on uh, Wednesday, he rang the bell. For those that don't know, that means you ring the bell, then you're done with your cancer treatment, and you are diagnosed cancer-free. So that's a big thing. It was just a day or two ago when he did the video saying he's going for his last chemo to the fans. I said, I'll see you guys soon. But here it is Wednesday, ringing the bell. He's cancer-free. And he looks pretty healthy still, like I said, in most of these videos. He looks pretty jacked still. So we might see him much sooner than you think. Like a late May, June-ish return. Like anytime in June would be amazing to me. So this is where we start talking fantasy baseball with Liam Hendricks because cancer-free, if you could stash him, stash him. He's probably already been stashed because of recent reports. But if he could still do it, that's who you stash is Liam Hendricks. Uh, the other thing is I was just going to tell you about the weather situation. I kind of led to it. There's a lot of postponements on Thursday. Here they are. Marlins and the Mets. Reds and the Phillies. That's back-to-back game for the Reds. Is their game on Wednesday was rained out. Yankees-Orioles, Astros-Twins. Those are all home openers for those teams. They will all move to Friday. So that shrunk down Thursday's action to four games in the morning slash afternoon and two games in the afternoon slash evening, depending on what coast you live on. So six total games on Thursday for you. Couple of hitting highlights from your Wednesday set of action here. Matt Olson, three for five, two doubles, a home run, two runs, three RBIs. He is smoking hot to start the season, hitting 308 with three home runs and seven RBIs. But I just want to give a little, I like to always put a little cold water on most things just to uh, make us think, dig in more. Like, is this for real? Stuff along those lines. And, you know, the hard hit rate's like 70 ish percent. The barrel rate's around 40%. Those are great. He's also striking out 42.5% of the time. I think we all know if a guy strikes out that much and he won't strike out that much, but he still strikes out, say, 35% of the time. Those other metrics are pretty unsustainable. So keep an eye on that with Matt Olson. Got to improve that plate discipline. Jordan Walker, first home run of his career. Joey Weimer hit one, too. I just want to mention that because that's my boy. But I want to talk Jordan Walker for a second. He's two for four, double home run, run scored two RBIs on Wednesday. On the season now, he's hitting 333 with a home run, five RBIs, one steal. A couple things that really impressed me about the kid. 12% strikeout rate, which is outstanding for a first-time run-through, and a hard hit rate over 55%. The home run, I believe, was his first barrel of the season, so that's coming, but some other good signs there from Jordan Walker. Kyle Tucker, another one of my favorites. Two for four with a double, a home run, a run scored, and two RBIs. On the season, he's hitting 333 with three home runs, eight RBIs, a stolen base, and here we go, a 16.1% K rate, which is awesome, but a 19.4% walk rate. His play discipline's elite. He's hitting, he's running, he's got power. Love you some Kyle Tucker. For more details on the day's top hitters and more, check out the Daily Batters Box article over at PitcherList.com. All right, starting pitching highlights for you here, and Nick Pollock will have you covered all over the place on Thursday. But a couple ones that stood out to me, Hey, Seuss Luzardo, Love the kid. Seven innings pitch, one and five hits, one walk, 10 Ks, 10 Ks, 10 Ks. Right, Sue Cesardo with 20 whiffs, a 40% CSW, and he threw 99 pitches. Only one walk and 10 strikeouts from Jesus Cesardo. If he limits the walks, that's been a thing with him we've said for a long time. Oh, boy, watch out. Mitch Keller, the roller coaster ride that'll be Mitch Keller. He got blown up in his first start, goes into Boston. The team is swinging a good, shuts him down. Seven innings, one earned, four hits, two walks, seven Ks. For Mitch Keller, 10 whiffs, 34% CSW, and a one on 107 pitches. 
This is a guy that most of us probably benched if you still had him in like draft and holds this week, and he goes out and deals. Welcome to the Mitch Keller experience. And then Jacob DeGrom, there's some some pitchers we wanted to kind of see how they bounce back, like Burns did not bounce back. Burns concerns me big time. Really looking forward to what Nick Pollock says because Burns' velocity was down. A lot of things to concern with Burns for me. Jacob DeGrom, though, six innings pitched, one earned, two hits, two walks, 11 strikeouts, 25 whiffs, 38% CSW on 92 pitches. And more importantly, he had a perfect game through five. He was dicing. So it looks like we're okay there with Mr. DeGrom. And if you want to check out more, get more pitching news from Tuesday's action, make sure you check out the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and to read his daily SP roundup to get caught up on everything starting pitching. A couple of relief pitcher notes. There's a lot of interesting things. The two that stood out to me uh, just for the, the Rangers situation, Jose LeClerc picked up the save for the Rangers, while Will Smith pitched against two lefties in the seventh inning. So keep that in mind when you're paying attention to that. And then Jose Quijada, Recorded the save for the Angels, and that got a lot of Carlos Estevez managers up in up in concerns. But uh, manager Phil Nevin said after the game that he wanted Carlos Estevez another day off after he pitched back-to-back games on Sunday and Monday. If you want more relief pitching news, make sure you check out the reliever ranks article on pitcherlist.com. All right, that wraps up our recap of Wednesday's action. Let's get ready for Thursday. But before we do that, let's take a quick note from our sponsors. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain, and they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow, and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Most weight loss programs are short-term fixes, but the problem is managing your weight needs a long-term solution. And that's what makes Noom different. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight today and in the future. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back, everybody. Let's get cracking on your Thursday preview. Again, like I told you, six total games on the docket. 
for rainouts. And you know who will tell us about the rainouts and more? Let's get a little weather update from Mark Paquette. Well, thank you very much, Brian. Well, today's weather is, well, in a word, crazy. We have four games already postponed for today up and down the East Coast. These include the Phillies, the Mets, the Orioles, and then last but not least, the Twins out in the upper Midwest because of a major snowstorm out that way. So, yeah, um, with these games postponed, there's really not much to worry about. Uh, We're going to have some afternoon games, but on a lighter schedule, no weather issues. So play anyone you want. Back to you. All right. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate each and every day from you, my friend. Let's talk about some DFS targets on this Thursday action here. Uh, Some of the bats, the common places, we get Coors Field back. So Colorado versus Sia Gray is always juicy, always a big fan there. But if you want to be out of Coors, Red Sox versus Spencer Turnbull, who was just completely lost his last start. And then the Blue Jays, they're going to pop off for a big one. Sooner or later, they get Jordan Lyles on Thursday. Pitching-wise, though, there's not a lot because a lot of the good pitchers are rained out, but Kevin Gossman by far and away is the elite option on this slate. So Gossman against Kansas City is something I definitely want to take a peek at. And then Chris Sale, or if you want to be contrarian, Kyle Freeland are both interesting options on this slate in your DK2 pitcher formats. Things I'm looking forward to, though, We've been seeing these offensive explosions in Great American Ballpark and Fenway Park and half the parks in baseball. Well, we get Coors Field for the first time, and it's a day game where it's warmer than it is at night. It's still going to be cold because Colorado in April, but it's been pretty beautiful in California the last few days, which I can say because it's been raining for like an eternity, it feels like. So that weather's just going towards Colorado. Could be fun there. So I want to see how Coors Field plays out on Thursday and the rest of the weekend. I'm really, really, really curious about Chris Sale's bounce back. That first start, three innings, seven hits, seven runs, a handful of walks. I think it was six Ks. It was ugly, but the Ks was promising to me. So that I want to see how that bounces back for Chris Sale. And then uh, I really want to see Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn and Alex Wood. I want to see that game on paper that has like a pitcher duel written all over it. And at the same time, we've seen both those teams have their moments. Wood's been a, definitely a, a polarizing option as well. So I'm really curious to see how that plays out because I love Lance Lynn. But I think Wood's a very underappreciated pitcher as well, so it could be fun in Chi-Town on Thursday. That'll wrap us up on another episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure you guys go to PitcherList.com and become a member over there at PL Plus to get your optimizers, your projections, the awesome Discord, and so much more over there at PitcherList.com. And uh, you can take out guys like me, Nick Pollock, Ben Palmer, uh, Scotty Chu, Adam Howe, Miles Nelson's even in there, honestly. Like you, you wouldn't know because he's like the Twitterless version of anybody. But there's a lot of fun stuff there. Now I'm gonna find out if he's actually listening. That's for you, Miles. All right, everybody. Hope you guys have a fun Thursday. Short slate of action. Enjoy your time. If you have a loved one, take him out to dinner at night. Get some brownie points. Whatever works for you. I'll be back with you guys on Friday to get you caught up on those six games and much, much more as we head into the weekend. A fun holiday weekend. So this was your first pitch podcast for Thursday, April sixth. Catch you guys next time.